many things, but the first most memorable was when we were changing hosts and you know how you meant to like wait for it to like propagate over or something? I had no idea. So I just turned off our host. I was like, boom, yep, got it. Got the new one set up. No website, zero website. So you guys would be the clients from hell. <laughs> Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Ginny McEnany and I work at WP Elevation. Today I interview two very fun sisters, Emma and Carla Pappas, who are better known as the Merrymaker Sisters. Based on the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia, the girls have started a huge following where they help over 1.5 million people every year to lead a happier and healthier life. And they do this through their very popular blog post, through podcasts, they write fantastic healthy eating recipes, and they produce books and do speaking gigs. You're going to learn a lot today about how they use social media and also about how they blog effectively. Stay tuned for this and more on the WP Elevation podcast. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors, and we have hundreds, and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is, because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am, because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Merrymaker sisters, Emma and Carla, welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. Yay! <laughs> we're, super, we're super excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, I have to try very hard today to stay on topic because I know I'm going to have too much fun and want to go on all these tangents. So if I'm going off topic, uh, just we bring me back you. and vice versa. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Good luck with that. Good luck. <laughs> so before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to, both got to where you are today? Yeah, well, I guess... It started like the whole business merrymaking blogging journey started back in 2012 and that was when we both changed our lifestyles and kind of um, fell in love with this new way of living and we were like, we have to do something with this. So it actually started with Instagram. We just, you started posting on your personal account, Carla started and um, it kind of just blew up. Like all of a sudden she had like a thousand followers and it was like, huh. Like people are interested in this stuff. We should do something with this. So we heard about this blogging thing. So we literally just Googled what is a blog and then followed by how to start a blog. And I think we stumbled across ProBlogger and then it was like, whoa, like this is like a whole other world. Like we thought the internet was for Facebook. We thought it was for checking the weather, for like the movie <laughs> times. Like that's what we use the internet for. We were like, oh my God, people make money online. What the hell? So 
then we were like, we want to do this. We're going to do this. And then we just like kept blogging. Like we yeah. fell in love with blogging, like yeah. writing and sharing our story and learning how to take photos and uploading mm. them and things like that. And also social media as well and sharing both messages like across the blog and then sharing it out to social media to get the people to the blog. And we just learned everything that we could, went to heaps of events and conferences and saw that other people were doing it full time. So about in August 2013, that was when we attended our first blogging conference and we saw full-time bloggers. We're like, oh my gosh, we need to make this our thing. Like we were so excited about it that we just had to make it happen. And then July 2014, we decided to quit our government jobs. We had no plan, no strategy. We were not making money from blogging at all. Like people, I look back on that and I'm like, why did we do that? Like we're insane. But it just was the kind of kick up the butt that we needed to make it happen. So we quit our jobs and we decided to blog full time and we made it happen. So we did that through making eBooks, making courses, as well as hard copy books, and also working with aligned brands for advertising and partnerships. And I guess since that day, we haven't really looked back and we've kind of mm. just thrown everything at the wall and seen what's sick. Oh, and I forgot about our app. Oh yeah. We made an app too, which is super cool. But yeah. And so that's kind of the merrymaking journey. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's like, what else can we do? We want to kind of turn it into something big. We just mm. don't know exactly what it looks like yet. Um, so obviously it's going to be an extension from just online. Like that's our kind of vision. Like I don't know what yet. We've well, got to figure that out. You're <laughs> certainly on your way and I love the way that you've just dived in and followed your dreams. Mm. I think that's fantastic but not done it without doing the work and the, the research that the hardware yeah, research yeah. that goes into it. So today I wanted to sort of focus on um, – content so social media and blogging and and how you know you've really used that to to really catapult yourselves so if we start with maybe looking at social media so i know um obviously you know that we're uh, our audience is wordpress consultants so yeah. this might even be more relevant to their to our clients you know for mm. example i think instagram for what you guys do like the pictures the recipes of, mm. of that awesome food is the perfect platform for you so how yep. did you go like you, you you mentioned you just started off and you realized oh I've got a thousand followers people are interested in this so what have you learned over the time that you've been doing doing this your social and what are your main platforms yeah. that you use I think um with Instagram especially when we first started to like now like the whole experience of using it and the um I guess reaction from people is completely different I mean we would share stuff, we would use hashtags, other people would share our photos and boom, we'd get 500 followers like that if they had a large amount of following. Do that today and it's just kind of like lost in the the ocean of Instagram. Because you might get like two followers. Yeah, like it's kind of insane. Um, but in saying that, I mean like Instagram is amazing for connecting with people, for people just to find you, new people, um, and also selling stuff as well I mean like we'll promote something on Instagram especially the stories now because that's like real like you know we might get like 1500 people watching those stories but we'll promote something and boom you sell it like you'll notice like straight away after you'll see sales in your inbox um so it's a great platform to sell directly but it's also a great platform to build that community and you know these people might just hang out on Instagram following us for like months and months and months 
it might take them six months till they finally click through to our site and then they sign up in our funnel and then who knows when they'll like buy a product or they might just be hardcore fans who tell a bunch of other people about us. So, um, I mean, it's an exciting space, but it's also also can be like an, a, distract, a, a distraction as well because you get like caught up with the followers and the likes. So I think it's like this happy balance. Yeah, we kind of choose not to focus on the likes and the follows, but more showing people who we are as a business and also as individuals so people can get to know us and get to know and trust us. And that's, as Emma said, yeah. like in months to come, they might click through and make a sale or we might just change their life by making their day a little bit happier and that's okay as well. Like it's not just about like getting the customers through it. It is about creating that overall community so people might talk to us to talk about us to their friends like they might have seen a post that inspired them and things like that so when we're looking at stuff that we are sharing on instagram we're looking to whether it inspires people raises awareness about something it might educate them about something um or just entertain them and i think they're the kind of things we look at when we're sharing things because i know some people struggle with like what do i share like Mm -hmm. I don't know what to share. And so they're the kind of things we look at, like educate, inspire, raise awareness. Um, What was my Entertain. Entertain. And I reckon that's a really good point of difference that like, you know, WP consultants, like, you know, it might not be like actually what you do that you put on social media, but what about like putting your personality online? What about Mm. putting like your CEO or the big boss online? Like, like get like a different side to the business because really people want to know that. Like people are interested in not just what you can offer them but like the people. Yeah, like give them the option to fall in love with like the whole story. Like I just think like we kind of missed the mark a little bit um, in saying that, you know, it's you don't really use social media. It's like, well, how about you do use it and use it in a different way? I love that. I think um, what what I've got is it's an all-round approach, so it's not just doing one one strategy but everything. But I find Mm. we're the same. When we put out something personal or someone gets to know us personally, I think – that they're the the ones that we really get heaps of hits on yeah. because oh, people yeah. sort of want to get to know you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so- I reckon, and it's like in this world of fake, you know, like on Instagram, there's so much fake stuff, you know, like it's insane. And and I'm not saying people follow that stuff; they love that stuff. But then, like, someone will like go out there with this really authentic, real, like. I don't know, sharing their hardship, sharing the shit that goes on. Whoops, I swore. Um, but um, yeah, and I think like that cuts through and that can really connect with someone and that might just like build that relationship up to something magical yeah so we use instagram for like sharing photos and things like that as well as our story but then we also use facebook a lot and mainly facebook is actually thinking about our analytics facebook has now overtaken google on the click-throughs to our website so Uh facebook is where um like the most traffic comes to our blog which is absolutely insane and we love it that's why we're like oh my god we love facebook and meet edgar was the game changer for us because we have so much evergreen content on our blog like for example we have um say a healthy chocolate cake that we shared three years ago someone still might want that recipe today even though we shared it three years ago so edgar has been amazing for us that it rotates our content automatically without us having to reschedule it in every week where Mm. when you use something like hootsuite so buying edgar and using that in our strategy has made our hits just kind of triple 
from Facebook Mm. to the blog, which is totally amazing. So we use Edgar. How many posts a day go out from Edgar? Like about six? No. Like no? two, maybe. Two. Okay, two. Emma I look after that's the what Edgar. I was asking. No, no, six. It's like two. I decreased it. Um, so two on Facebook? Two on Facebook from Edgar, but then we'll cross from Instagram to Facebook as well. So that might be like another two. So we'll probably post on Facebook like four times a day, Instagram four times a day. Um, there's no like magic number, I don't think. Like you could share like once a day or 10 times a day, like just choose a number, stick to it and keep it consistent. I mean, it's all about being consistent mm-hmm. on social media. You just got to keep doing it. That yeah, is I think so when, true. Yeah. When people yeah. start, it's like, well, how many, like they're looking for, they are looking for that magic number. And it is just about like continue to post. Like it's that momentum. Like it's going to take time. It's not overnight. Like, so you've got to be on there and you've got to stay on there to get the results because people don't just learn learn about you or trust you overnight like it takes a long long time and it's like blogging like it's the long-term strategy that's Mm. it and I think people another thing people get hung up on is what time should I post and you see blog posts about the optimum times for posting and they've done studies and because I do a lot of our social media and at the end of the day I look at say Facebook stats and I go okay well a lot of our audience is in the US let's have a look at some really high engagement times I'll do it around that time and I don't get too fussy what about you guys with times that you post yeah we usually notice that the mornings and the afternoons Aussie time are the most popular for us and that's because most of our audience is Australian we to be honest we don't get too hung up on looking at the stats and the analytics because I don't know we're just like whatever but it works for us to be like that, just to be like, put it out there, see what gets, mm. see what works, do more of that content. Um, I mean, with the algorithms as well, it's like if you post good content, it's going to get seen. If you post content that your people want to see, they're going to like it, they're going to engage. So then Instagram will pop it up the top of the people's feeds. Like the more comments you get in the first 10 minutes, the more likes you get in the first 10 minutes, you'll find that that'll get put up in people's feeds so therefore it will get more traction um and i mean facebook is similar obviously not with the like it's all it's different but similar but if it's good content and it gets attention it'll get more attention um there's only sometimes where we're like why did that go really well yeah sometimes we'll post really (laughs) ugly food from other people no offense all my followers but we'll repost like this ugly recipe that someone made of ours well see what happens boom like real popular and we're like i don't know maybe it's like more relatable yeah like they might see this photo of like mushed up pancakes and they think that's what mine looks like it doesn't look like this perfectly lit stack of pancakes i love it Hey, a tip I found too the other week we got from Ray Miladoni, who's now working with us, is I was doing Facebook posts and just doing the the URL and, and, you know, just whatever um, picture they Facebook wanted, it just took from the post. But I found, well, Ray told me, if you actually just do a separate photo, an image that's not, you know, one that's part of the URL that just automatically comes up, I found that tripled the amount of people who got to see it by just putting in a separate photo and not using the one yeah. that's automatically generated so yeah. that's another little good we, tip we mix it up yeah. just like not we yeah, don't really fun. and we don't really <laughs> measure it i know like people like everyone's probably like you need to measure this stuff but we kind of like not the measuring type of people um but we'll just like do both varieties and like see what happens hope for the best <laughs> yeah 
Oh, you girls are my sort of girls. I am so not the measurer. I get in trouble for not measuring at work. But oh my god, we have better things to do, right? If we're posting four times a day, we have to measure four different things. And surely one will go well. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, no, we gotta create other stuff yeah. instead of measuring it. Now, do you guys use Facebook ads? Yes, we do. Um, so we've used, we've done two techniques. One is just like when we launch stuff, so like doing the pixel on the sales page, and then retargeting people who look at the sales page, and then like reminding them, buy, buy, but you know, yeah. in better words. Um, then the other one was we had a funnel set up. So you might be able to talk about that a bit more. Yeah. Well, we had like an opt in where it was, um, a free seven day meal plan. And then they would opt into that. And then there would be another step, which was like a tripwire product. And if they didn't buy that, then we retarget them with an ad and say, Hey, don't forget about your tripwire product. And then as they went through the funnel, we just kind of kept retargeting them, um, depending on whether they said yes or no to that part of the funnel. So it was kind of just all about getting them back in the funnel all the way to the end until um, our final pitch of like a higher priced product. We actually found we didn't get that funnel right. Like our ads mm. weren't converting to how we would have liked to see them convert. Everyone bought the Tripwire product. Yeah, everyone loved the $7 <laughs> product. And we were like, oh, it's and then they um, fell out. And then they fell out and they didn't come back in. So, um, so and why do you think they fell out? Was that because of the way you were doing it or what the, what the next step was? I think, it's, I think it's we haven't found the right product to sell to our audience. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like you can read everything, but, like, I think it's like you really need to look at, like, what do your people actually want? Our mm-hmm. people, they, re- they prefer cheaper products. Um, so we found like more expensive products don't work. Um, in saying that, who knows what could happen in the future? It might work. And it's also, um, we find that when, say for example, we're doing like a live challenge. Yeah. The fact that it starts on a certain day, yeah. people are like, okay, yes, I know it starts on the 29th of May. I'm going to buy it because I know I'm going to do it for that two weeks. Whereas these products we we're trying to sell them was like a self-paced kind of thing. And I think when it's diet and lifestyle, people really want that support. They want the start that date. They want the end date as well. Yeah. Like, you know, no one wants to be on a diet forever. And that's kind of like what it, it probably felt like when they were purchasing that last product. So we just need to relook at our products and see what our people want and listen to them as well. Yeah. Um, we'll probably end up doing another sales funnel Facebook ad because the retargeting when we launch are really successful. So if we can replicate that somehow in our funnel, it would work. That sounds good. So basically it's a lot of trial and error and then you, you yeah, put it yeah. out there, you learn from that and then you, you go on to the, the, the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned finding what your audience likes. How do you mm-hmm. find out what your audience likes? Yeah. I, I think it's like actually just like having awareness of like what their actions are and what is actually happening. So it might not be measuring, like we, I guess we measure sales and like money and stuff like that. But like, it's just like seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, taking it into account and, and making changes if it's not working. Yeah. I think like that's the thing that we've done really well, I'll say is, um, you know, we'll try lots of stuff, but as soon as it's like not working, we'll be like, boom, like let's change it. Like, yeah, we, we can give you an example. Like we started, you yeah. know, um, 
like a membership. Like there was a lot, like it's still talked about. Like memberships work really well for some businesses. And we're like, oh, cool. Well, they're working for everyone else. Maybe it will work for us. Yeah. We started a membership and it didn't work and we didn't enjoy it either. And that's such a big thing for us. Like we have to enjoy the work we do because we're working with people and like our whole message is like live a happy, healthy life. It's like, well, we want to be happy so it can inspire others to be happy and it didn't make us happy. So we ended that membership after a year. Um, but again, I'll say from that, we developed an, an amazing product that is working, which is our 14-day challenge. And we just noticed that people wanted a shorter time frame. They wanted a cheaper product. So we changed up our challenge from four weeks to two weeks. We made it 29 instead of 49. Yeah, so it's, just, just like, it's noticing what works yeah. and what doesn't. And, that's, and then taking action, I think, like – a lot of people get stuck in like the, this isn't working. Why isn't it working? Da, 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 da. It's like, okay, well, it's not working. You know, t- like make a change, like, st- like take a step to the left, take a step to the right, step forward, whatever. Just make a change. Um, Don't overthink it sometimes. I'm, I don't know. We're like pretty, just like, boom, do it. I don't know. And we, um, <laughs> bad advice, we, isn't it? <laughs> No, I love that. And and because you're a small, I love the way you can do this when you haven't got a big yeah, company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just run it by each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, do you want to do that? Yeah, okay, we want to do that. Let's do it. And um, also after every product, we always get like a feedback. Like oh, yeah. We, we do a survey. We get feedback. We get them to rate it. We get them to comment. And we're also use, we also use Facebook a lot for just asking mm. questions. Like um, Emma asked a question the other day, like what kind of exercise do you like? Do you love it or do you dread it? And that's because we're thinking of like bringing in fitness into our business and like kind of a program. So we wanted to get an idea of like what are people doing already? Are they loving it? Are they hating it? Like what, what could we do? Um that they might love. So it's just asking them as well. Mm. And usually people like to contribute, like they like to be heard. So exactly. talking back to them, like saying, yeah. thank you so much. And we're really big on responding to our community, like both on Facebook and Instagram. Like we try and comment back to people. And I think that again has allowed us to build trust. We're always open in our emails. If someone emails us, we'll email them back. Like personally it's not like someone else or an autoresponder and I think that might be like just a little touch that adds something personal and like people get to know us as like the people behind the business sometimes people forget like the person behind the computer is an actual real life human yeah yeah I love that strategy and I think and we do it at WP Elevation as well and I know I do it and I think you girls are the same as me we just do it naturally because we're that sort of a person and I love to connect with who we're working with and who our clients are and I'm interested in them and I think you guys are the same and the, the, that personal touch, you cannot, you cannot buy that. You know, it's just what so makes it. Shocked as well, and like, they'll write back and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's you." And we're like, "Who else is it going to be?" And I reckon it's like we can, we can kind of like set that that job aside. We can be like, "No, I, I'm too important for that. Like, I have better stuff to do with my time. I'm amazing." Da 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 da. But it's like, do it, and then you remember how good it feels to actually mm. connect one on one. You forget how good it feels so to true. help someone, yeah. and you're like, "Shit, this is why I do it. Like, this is why I have this business. Why I'm helping these people. I'm changing lives." And you kind of forget, like, and it might be changing a life, like a life to help their website to to help them eat better whatever you're doing like really you're you're helping people exactly and sometimes we can forget because we we like are stuck in the numbers we're stuck in the measurements we're stuck in the analytics it's like hey remember we're all humans on this big planet like let's just like 
chill out and have fun. Yeah. I don't know. And I think, oh. and you girls might struggle with this as you get bigger as well, or like depending where you go. But we know that now our team's really growing, and you know it is a lot harder because we're all so stretched doing different things to give yeah. that personal yeah. touch. But we always come back to it, like even when we're in meetings, and we always come back to it and remember this is why we're here. Like you said, yeah. this is why yeah. we're here in the first place, and this is what why we do what we do. So we've got to keep totally. that going. So, yeah, it's so yeah. easy to forget. Like we do it, we, just we put do it, it in an action folder. Like we might not get to it for a week yeah. or two weeks, and that's okay. But we make sure we respond still. Like we don't forget that email. Like some people spend like fifteen minutes writing us essays, and I, if I did that to somebody, like I would love a reply. Yeah. And so I just treat people the way I would like to be and treated. And I, I think it's like like we forget all the time. Like we'll forget that um you know like speaking engagements. Like we'll be like, nah, that's not worth our time. It's just small. Like mm. we have better things to do. Like we need to do business stuff. We need to grow this thing. And then we'll go and like do one of these small speaking engagements. And it's like oh my gosh, like not only have I helped these people, but I've helped myself because now I'm more excited about the business. I'm, I have more energy and more enthusiastic. It's just like, like not only you're helping them, but you're helping yourself as well. You're mm. helping your business as well. And I think we sometimes forget that actually it is a top priority. Like we just kind of like chuck it aside. Beautiful. I love that. That's really important. All right. I want to move now on to blogging and talk about uh, how you've grown your blog because as WordPress consultants, it's we, we always say how important it is to consistently get, get content out there. So can you tell us a bit about how you've grown your blog and what you do to make it successful? Yeah. I mean, ever since the beginning, we, we just loved blogging. So we were like, we wanted to blog every day. Like um, we did like in the beginning, we we're like, okay, we have to blog five times a, day, a week because like that's the best thing that you can do. And then slowly we kind of realized there were other things we needed to do in the business and we have to kind of scale it back. And so we've gone through phases of like five times a week, three times a week, once a week. And then we realized that once a week we were like, oh, we really miss creating content. So we brought it back and we took it up a notch. Um, right now, I would say we share about three posts a week, like on yeah. average. Well, last week we only shared one, but usually it is about three. Yeah, it's like but, that, um, everyone will go back and look. No, you I didn't. mean, <laughs> like, doesn't it, it make so much sense, this whole, like, content marketing thing and blogging thing, like, I mean, we can just create content that people are looking for. So it's about knowing, like knowing, okay, I have a target audience who I want to buy my product. What are they going to be searching for online that I can give for free? So for us, it's just like recipes. Like, mm. I mean, we can put recipes out and then, I mean, salted caramel slice, how many shares has that had on social? Like 40, 40 something thousand. thousand I and I mean, well, who so wouldn't want to share that I, recipe? Let know, me tell you. And it, gets, and it gets thousands and thousands of views all the time. And then it's like, okay, then you can optimize that page and like get make sure people are like getting into your funnel, da 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 Like it makes so much sense and it makes sense to put energy towards it. And um, not only is it about like getting people to your site, but it is about creating that um that personality, that 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 I don't know, brand. that brand. Yeah, like it's a part of the brand. Mm. Um, I think every business should be prioritizing blogging. Like I honestly do. When anyone like asks me like, how should I market my business? I always just come back to blogging. I just think it's it's a no brainer. One, you can do it pretty much for free. Yeah. And two, you are letting people in to like 
the business and they're getting to know you, how you speak, how you are as a person or whether it might be how you are as a business, like whether you choose a persona to write from, whatever Mm. it might be. And you're also helping people. And if you help people, then they're more likely to come back. They're more likely to trust you because they're like, oh, remember that person who helped me with that? Maybe they could help me with something else. And like, that's the whole idea around blogging is like help people enough and then eventually they'll probably want to buy something from you that's going to help them even more. And usually your blog or whatever you write about is linked to your products or your business and that's why it's content marketing because even though you're creating this piece of content, it kind of leads on to a product for example like our cookbook or our challenge they're all linked to recipes and that's why we choose so many recipes so people can try a recipe for free and they can think oh my gosh that was delicious and I feel really healthy and they might want more from us yeah and then like social media is just like I mean they call it micro blogging now don't they like Mm. you can pretty much like that's just an extension of your blog like you can put whole posts on social media and I mean like some people say it's even going that way like kind of blogging is like getting pushed aside for social media but I still think so much importance um for blogging obviously for like SEO purposes as well Mm. and Um, just on the SEO purposes how do you keep do you keep that top of mind when you're writing your 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 blogs yeah like all that like definitely for for recipes especially yeah so if we and also like if we're say for example we're writing about magnesium or something or like a latest like trend in a supplement will be like why is magnesium good for me like a question like we just think really basic we don't go like we don't look into like what's trending and all those tools that you can use um even though people, i do sometimes even though people tell us to i do sometimes okay Emma does sometimes <laughs> rarely i'm gonna say we don't really do it but um that's the kind of words we make sure we're putting keywords we're putting into the blog. So for example, like I made a black forest cake the other day and the keyword was like healthy black for- black forest cake, made sure it was in there three times, made sure it was in the title, made sure it was in the slug and things like that. So just super basic. And we just use Yoast for our tool to make sure that we're like getting green lights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Cause I think again, you know, we talk about things, you can often overthink things as well. So yeah. Just, just it's so it. funny when we talk to people and they like they get really scared about SEO and it's like, oh, we need to do SEO. We need to pay someone thousands and thousands of dollars for SEO. And it's like, or you could just write a free blog post. Like, <laughs> do that. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's and it's about just knowing that it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, yeah. like, it's just sometimes I mean, it does. <laughs> yeah, but we've been. I mean, we've been blogging since two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. Like, Probably. and I mean, we we just do it consistently. Like there's not a week without like a blog post. Like we'll just consistently put out new content. And, um, and that's why, like, for example, like we've like had a little break from work really, like for the last couple of weeks, like probably the last month we've, have not put many hours into our work but we've launched like we've had a sale on our book that went really well we've also launched a product that went really well and that's all on the off the back of content marketing because we already have this amazing community just Mm. waiting there ready to see what we're going to launch because they already trust us they already use our free stuff so there's going to be a percent that are going to want to buy the next level like the next up one yeah Yeah. and as as we're talking about it is about consistency but i think it's also about quality so like yeah i think like if you only have time to do one post a fortnight and make it like a really awesome post then just stick to that it isn't about like 
smashing out thousands and thousands of blog posts like as fast as you can because like there's no point to that and we did that like in the beginning like we were we're like oh like oh just put it out there whatever like who cares Mm. and then we realized oh actually like if we put a little bit more effort into this it goes much better we're getting the same amount of traffic to our blog even if we're doing four quality posts rather Mm. than 10 yeah um like not as good posts. That's, exactly. that's a key point too because I think uh, a lot of people we you know we work with they say oh I hate writing I find it so difficult so that's that's the other thing you know yeah. write quality find out what people yeah. want what your audience yeah. want write quality and be consistent I think they're and, the key and one more I reckon um, is like write what you want to write about as well like find an aspect that makes sense that actually like I don't know, it makes you happy, like mm. it feels like it can flow a little bit, is authentic. I know like people hate the word authentic now, but like authentic works. Like I'll write like a personal post and it will get so much traction compared to like something just about like, I don't know, like a list kind of thing of like nothing personal, like mm. um, even though it's on the same topic. So it's like make see how you can like make it more authentic, make it all more real to you. Um, or your business like it doesn't have to be like too personal to an individual but personal to a business um, I think that really works as well yeah and I think I'm um, going back to the it doesn't happen overnight like just an example like our friend Bronnie Ware wrote oh. a post about um, the top five regrets of the dying oh, she, and, yes yeah yeah yes. she wrote this blog she just put it out there she was like okay I'm just gonna like write this I really want to share this put it out there was eight months later that then it started to get traction and shared around the world. I think it's had 10 million shares now. She's a best-selling author. Like, it's getting made into a movie. Like, so I just think, like, don't, like, don't put blogging at the bottom of your priority list because it has the potential to blow up. Like, whatever you're writing about, it really does. And I think that's exciting. Like, Mm. and that's kind of, when we heard that story, we were like, re-inspired by blogging we're like okay like now we understand like it's not about that overnight traction the overnight shares that we might get like on that first Facebook share it could get found years later Mm. who knows I'm definitely going to put a link to that in the in the notes because I think I heard about her on the TED radio hour podcast or one of the or or might have been the slow podcast anyway and the story um and just what she wrote about just yeah. yeah, is so important we, for everyone. We, the ten, re- yeah. the top ten regrets of the dying. So I'll put yeah. a link to that. Yeah. But we, when we interviewed her, it was just like, oh, like <sighs> the best. Incredible. We listened to her for hours. Yeah, we were in the same room too. Yeah. So it was she just had, like she had this weird, calming, amazing energy, and yeah. it was just like, oh, I just wanted to like hang out with her. Yeah. yeah. So she worked as a palliative care nurse, and yeah. so was yeah. surrounded by dying people all the time, and they had the same yeah. things recurring of what they said they regretted, and it's it's yeah. such a good way for us to live life. But now oh, we're, we're veering, we're veering. Yeah. Tangent. <laughs> okay. So we have got time just about up, but what I wanted to ask you as one final um, takeaway is in May we did Mental Health Month and all the content we published was all fa- all around mental health, which we were just absolutely blown away by the response that we got. And you guys, I know you're all about healthy living, mental health, physical health. So what would your takeaway tip be for living a stress-free and fun life? Because that's what you're all about. Just, you know, don't go crazy on it, but just give us a couple of takeaways of how you do that. Yeah, well, yeah. let's do one each. Yeah. So I think... Um, like number one is that I always just come back 
to the present moment because normally our stress is coming from what we have to do tomorrow or what is due in a week or a a year or what we haven't yet got. And I think that if we come back to this, the present moment and we realize, oh, wow, like I really do have everything I need right now that you just kind of alleviate that stress and anxiety usually comes from the past like we're thinking about the past things that we've done we're worried about that thing that we said to that person or that social interaction we had with that was I awkward was this do they think this about me oh my gosh what if I see them tomorrow and things like that and I think we're always we're just worrying about like things that actually aren't real so if we come back to now and we just take a deep breath then everything just kind of like levels out a little bit and we can just go on about our day and it is all about like enjoying the days because the days become the months the months become the years and the years become your life so if you're enjoying every day then you're going to make sure that your life is filled with joy yeah Carla coming back to the present moment and now yeah. Emma well like mine usually is something like that anyway but um I also Go want to say that um I know that you know, it's not about living a stress-free life. Like, if we wanted to live a stress-free life, we'd have to go move to, like, a small little island. Korea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, one of the blue zones. There you go, stress-free. You're going to live for over 100 years. Like, let's be realistic. We can't live stress-free lives in today's society where we're living, what we're business we're doing, whatever. Um, so I think it's about, like, finding what helps you get rid of that stress so whether it's yoga whether whether it's surfing whether it's walking on the beach whatever it is and do more of that like like what is one thing you can do every day that'll bring you more joy that'll make you more calm like we all have one thing like if someone tells me that they don't have one thing I'm like no like you need to go and find that because you do have one thing and makes and you come alive doesn't it yeah, yeah and do like for five minutes a day like it doesn't have to be this one hour thing you don't have to sit and meditate for half an hour you could go for a mindful walk for five minutes and taking your surroundings and that will help you come back to the present what Carla said but it's also like bringing you joy because you're like oh my god like the world is kind of epic that like this is amazing and you'll have that feeling of joy and then you'll be inspired to go finish your tasks finish your job in a less stressed way yeah yeah you'll um, often find when you do stuff like that like uh, like in a moment where you're like oh I just don't feel like doing anything like I just I can't do anything right and all these things are going wrong and blah 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 blah. if you stop and you go and do one of the things that like that you love or some of the things Emma suggested no doubt you will come back and it will flow so much better so I think if we prioritize that our days become more enjoyable like and it's so funny because we all do it. We I all know. push it aside. We, we all, all think it. we don't have time for yoga. We don't have time to meditate. We don't have time to eat healthy. But actually, it's what you value or what you prioritize. So if we turn it around, if we change, I don't have time for to, oh, that's not a priority. I bet people will change their actions because that sounds like it's like, oh, it's not a priority for me to be healthy. Um, that's kind of that's kind of scary. So yeah. like, if you change that, I don't have time for. It to uh, that's not a priority I think it'll make it easier to take action on those things I love that that is so cool thank you girls it's just spot on and I think that's what everyone will be able to relate to that and resonate resonate with that so thank you for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast it's been a pleasure and so much fun Merry Maker Sisters thank Thank you you for having us thanks girls How much fun was that interview? I absolutely love those two. They are such good value and they certainly know their stuff. 
If you enjoyed that interview with the Merrymaker Sisters, please leave us a message. Give us a short note below if you're watching this on our website. Also, I've got some fantastic show notes with really good links, so you'll get all that info there. Also, if you are on our website, we also have a tools we use checklist, which is the top tools that we use to run our business at WP Elevation. Definitely a good one for the toolkit. Finally, if you're listening on iTunes and you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, give us a rating, and you can find us on wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Until I see you next time on the WP Elevation podcast, go elevate.